Over the years of what I would call my active ministry, I have grown to understand that my understanding is in a constant process of, you can call it morphing or mutating perhaps, into different and, uh, and hopefully different, deeper insights into the workings of spirit, into the kingdom of the source energy that we often just call God. I have never been necessarily satisfied with what was, although I like to think that all that I have collected over the years has served as a foundation for my seeds of truth that are continuing to sprout in my unique way as it sprouts within your unique way in your journey, and that it serves as a basis for an ever deeper morphing or mutation for both of us into the ever unfolding now of insight into that which is. Like you, I have read, I have attended, I have talked, I have discussed, hopefully argued very little, and in the process I have been exposed to insights into what we could call the sublime as well as perhaps the ridiculous. I have evaluated, I have re-evaluated many of these things. I've talked with, I have read those whom I believe to be sincere and spiritually insightful people, as well as those who very well might have on their business card the initials SC after their name, meaning spiritual charlatan. As printed and available today, I do not even totally agree with everything that is found within the writings of Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity. And I don't see a lightning bolt, so that's okay then that that doesn't happen. And yet his and other New Thought writers' foundational insights, they serve as launching platforms for my spiritual journey. And I actually do find myself reading less and learning to trust more the unfolding comprehensions that I discover within me as I place a focus on perhaps an article that I'm writing or perhaps a lesson that I am preparing. Linda's quieting song this morning spoke so beautifully about this as it was stated that it's in every one of us. And it is, of course, just not always vibrating on my wavelength and hence not congruent necessarily to my understanding. But the basic truth is within each and every person everywhere. Like you, I have encountered many who fall into the quoted category of they who know not and know not that they know not. And therefore, I seek conversation and interaction elsewhere. And I do not lose sight, I really don't, of the many who could undoubtedly view me in that very same category. For I'm certain that what I think I know has been known by others for a long, long time. So I choose to remember to make the choice not to uh, label anyone in their own journey as anything but right and perfect, right where they are. And you know what fun it is to have a conversation with they who know not and know that they know not. Up the scale to more funner conversations to interface with they who know and know not that they know. All the way up to the group who 
know and know that they know. And they will seldom tell you that. You have to seek that level out. Physical life grants us wide latitude to do many things. Why? Well, I like to put it in this category. We are godlings. And as a unique individualization of the very essence of pure being, of God source energy, we are always in the process of co-creating. We cannot not do it. It is just simply a part of the job description that is implanted deep within us. We are not always aware that this is happening, but we are doing it 24-7-365. We are this individualization of pure God source energy. And with the tool of thought and word, we are always what I like to think of as modulating the constant flow of God energy that is always moving through us and then into manifest form. And as such, we can pretty well set our own standards uh, for things like goals, uh, ethics, morals, behaviors, what I might then classify as the journey we are upon. It grants us the choice to allow, or maybe better said, to flow with the innate God nature of absolute life, abundance, joy, and peace, or we are permitted, wrong term maybe, uh, we self-permit, nobody gives us permission, we self-permit to go off on tangents as we embrace what for today's lesson I am calling a different set of laws, Lord, if you will, that are never totally within the space of fully and completely allowing the unadulterated God life, abundance, joy, and peace to be realized. We can make forays into another set of rules, of laws, of beliefs, and we can play around in there for as long as we wish. What we are usually very good at doing is making choices that adulterate the innate God process that is at the very core of our being with choices, hmm, choices gleaned as we allow ourselves to get sidetracked. Now said another way, and using the analogy, which I believe is very accurate, using the analogy of either an, uh, an FM or an AM radio signal that is interpreted as music or voice by an electronic device that, that we call a radio, we are also constantly doing something similar with the energy of spirit that is continually moving through us, for we are an integrated essence with the actual eternalness that we call God. We modulate this energy. In other words, we place a, 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 a definite uh, set of uh, thoughts and feelings upon it. We modulate this with word and thought. And then it, in effect, becomes the law or rule within which we operate. And it is always our choice as we are doing this. We are just sometimes not aware that it is a choice, but we are constantly doing it. The challenge is that many, more often than not, all right, they make this choice then within a totally unaware of what they are doing mode throughout the years, 
enlightened people have shared insights into the power of thought and word and how our choices in this arena create our own realities. Hence, we and others are becoming, hopefully, more and more aware of this process by and through which we are creating our own version of life, of reality, of circumstance, of condition, of society that impacts us, and on and on and on. So then, is there a problem? And if it is, what is our problem? Many, as we talk, many think it's too good to be true. It can't be that simple. It's got to be complex, you know? I know some people in the spiritual arena who just love to complicate the principles of the universe. And you can sit there and just about, you, you know, you've got to be kidding me listening. But it's simple. It's down to earth. It is simple. And others have not maintained the habit of watchfulness over the direction of word and thought. So that's eh, too much of a difficult trouble to start. Now, and here is what we can call a two-edged sword. The activity that is the essence of God or source. If with our issuance of thought or word, in other words, the modulating that we are doing, that was totally out of synchronization with its nature, if it would automatically and immediately then do something to get our attention. You know, we would see the connection between make what we are choosing that has some kind of an indication that you don't want to go there and make another choice. Well, how could the universe tell us? Maybe a bird swooping down and leaving its calling card in our head or, you know, Every time we did that, we would be aware that we have done something. But usually nothing like that ever happens. Not even a two-by-four on the side of the head. However, what does take place is the energy that we have now sent forth through word and thought that is not congruent with the basic nature of the universe. Well, it begins to do something. It begins its journey to discover similar things, because obviously we want more of it or we wouldn't have done that. And it vectors them back into our life. But how? Well, now in the form of person, place, condition, circumstance, or thing. For this is the workings of the universal law that is behind all things. And this almost always is buffered by time. It doesn't happen bing. Although they say, if you are more spiritually aware of who and what you are, it happens quicker and quicker. However, there's always a buffer of time. So, not seeing the connection between what the universe has assumed that we want more of and asked for, and the outer event, whatever, that isn't happy, we are left with what we think to be a non-connected anomaly, and ourselves now as the victim of chance. Friends, there are no victims. There are just volunteers. Do not ever classify yourself as a victim. And if the word volunteer is a bit harsh, it's simply understanding how to use that to our advantage and not be doing something that is unconscious in that process. So, the more 
we can bring the thread of connectivity between thought and manifestation into how we live life, into our conscious awareness, the more we choose to allow the law that we translate as life abundance and peace to flow. Generally then, for most, not seeing this connection, this connectivity, what do we do? Well, perceiving a panoply of seemingly totally illogical events in our lives that have no obvious connection between their genesis cause of thought or word and not seeing the connection. We, of course, never wanting to be self-responsible for things we don't like. We come up with some of the most interesting excuse scenarios as to why life sucks, you know? Can we be totally watchful all the time? Probably not. For often the maya of this leading edge dimension that we are within can be overpowering, but without a doubt, most likely more than we are now doing. Said another way, we always get to make the choice between temporarily superimposing things like Murphy's Law, etc., etc., upon the foundation of how we want our lives to work or a consciousness that accepts things always work out for me and similar. If you have been around for a while, you have heard Mary Ellen and me suggest that as you read, and Mary Ellen mentioned it this morning, as you read specifically the Old Testament, and there is a reference to Lord to substitute the word law so as to get a better uh, point of reference as to ourselves being in the picture. For remember, nothing ever happens to us, but it always happens through us. We are always, like I am wont to say, in the loop. Today's scripture, Old Testament of course, cites a question that is often needful to be asked by one who has consciously, as it were, set their feet upon the path of greater awareness within their role as co-creator of their lives. Metaphysically, uh, that level of awareness is biblically referenced within us, represented by Joshua. Now, Joshua's name in the, uh, in the language uh, represents, he is a forerunner of the fully awakened cognizance of the Christed awareness and power that was so beautifully exemplified many years later through Jesus. Historically, Joshua took over from Moses as what was called the 40-year wilderness trek was all about completed. Moses was not allowed into the promised land, but that, of course, is another story. Our Joshua awareness, in other words, Joshua within us, that level of awareness of, uh, of, 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 uh, of perception within us. For remember, metaphysically, the Bible is your story. It's my story. It's our story of the journey from the Eve woman or Adam state of consciousness all the way to the fully awakened Christ. Our Joshua awareness is stirred into activity once we begin to shake loose of what can be thought of as a spiritual wilderness of beliefs in separation and victimhood. True, the journey actually began uh, before then when uh, they were released from servitude in the land of Egypt, and it was heightened shortly after that by the tablets of the law, but 
biblically, if you read that, it quickly deteriorated into what the traditional church today might call backsliding, represented scripturally as the worshiping of idols and other forms of behaviors. Now, after successfully leading the Israelites into the promised land and overseeing its distribution among the tribes, you know, have you ever wondered as you read that, were they okay with having their land distributed to another people coming in? You know, is there a correlation anywhere that you might see in other parts of the world? Be that as it may, uh, Joshua made what can be called a farewell speech. He reminded his people of the need to be wise in their choice of who they will serve uh, or remember the law under which they would live. One choice would be, of course, a backward glance to bondage and idolatry. And the Joshua awareness within us is fully aware that we can always make the choice to reestablish a law of consciousness that is based on victimhood if we want to, luck, accident, chance. And Joshua said, as it was read to us, if it seems evil to you to serve the law, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods uh, that your father served on the other side of the river Euphrates, or the gods of the Amorites, whose land within which you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve. In other words, we will serve the understanding of how the law works. That is what he said. With every thought and word, you and I and everyone, for that matter, are choosing consciously or unconsciously a standard or law that holds us as a helpless pawn in the unfolding journey of life, or one that hopefully and ever increasingly a standard or a law that more and more has us stepping up to the plate of conscious responsibility of the opportunity to be the spiritual CEO of our lives, said in Henley's poem, the master of our fate, the captain of our soul. Now, in our language semantics, we often use the word allow, as in, are we allowed to do that or this? In our co-creative journey within this human evolution, we are certainly allowed to exercise our creative choices, to individually and collectively do a wide latitude of things. There is probably a fail-safe mechanism somewhere that is part of our innate God self that doesn't allow us, in an eternal sense, to turn on ourselves. For remember, we are godlings. We are a unique individualization of the very essence of pure being, God's source energy. But you know, look around the world and we can see various expressions that various peoples individually and collectively have made. And we can see the wide latitude that we as a race possess. Speaking that, and because often you might hear then the question, as I've heard over the years, do you mean to say, Larry, that everyone is wherever they are because of a choice made? Well, let me say it in a slightly different way. Nothing, absolutely nothing, supersedes consciousness. Consciousness is that which is the criterion for each person everywhere as they interface with life. And nothing can interfere with that. And the more often than not, 
we don't have the insight into the ins and outs that are previous to the images that sometimes grab our attention. And that is so true in our world today. And then upon this brief little episode that we see, then we want to propose an argument or a judgment. So then the question, of course, are you your brother's keeper? Well, you know more than that. You are your brother, but not his master as you and he, as you and she evolve to exercising more and more the individual CEO leadership that results in their and our knowing more and more how to be this master of fate and captain of soul. So with every thought and word, we are making the choice as to the law we choose to serve, or better put, allow to be active as it then becomes the basis for our simply allowing the universal law that is the natural essence of everything underneath all things. We can't mess it up. We can superimpose something temporarily upon it, but it is there forever. This to be the controlling principle behind our natural essence. So, more and more, we need to remember to tell always the story of what we want to be, not necessarily how things are. Have you ever been, and let me give you a couple of examples, and you may identify with this, or you won't, and that's okay too. Sometimes we have classic examples. If you visit a barber shop or a beauty shop, what stories are they telling? Usually, many, many times at least, let me put it that way, they are putting out their role of victimhood and telling how miserable life is in a very unique way. And so the energy then, the modulation of that thought and feeling, takes that energy and assumes that we know what we're doing and we will vector more of that into our life. So we need to begin to tell a different story. We need to begin to move into every moment. You get to choose how you modulate this energy that moves through you. You may simply not have had that two by four or that bird dropping necessarily to get your attention. Bird dropping. <laughs> two by four. Okay? Watch, practice being aware of what you are thinking and what story you are telling, what you are reinforcing for the energy of the universe that will reach out and say, but now in the form of what? Person, place, condition, circumstance, or thing. And then often we don't see the connection. And then we say, victimhood. There are no victims. There are just volunteers. Consciously be aware. It's a step. And good things, God things, unlimited things, are that which is right and perfect for you. You are that godling. You are that expression of all that is good. You can be none other. Take it into your life. Work with it. You may find that some people in your life fall away because you no longer serve them. And that's okay because there will be others who will reinforce you and they together the goodness that you both are.